Welcome to Open Plaza, created by the Hispanic Theological Initiative. In this episode, Reverend Dr. Tony Lin and poet Jose Perez talk about finding poetry in prison and why he now advocates for the rehabilitative arts and foster children. For more information about today's episode, visit htiopenplaza.org. When one of my senses backtrack, I fall in place. A field of minds that produce those should-haves and those confrontations helps my lungs open wide. I never look at the I tried, I look at the I died, which is good but never satisfactory. What could I claim my glory but claim the story of a sick mind's escape to serenity but landed in iron and steel that keeps my legs bind at a limit? I can never be finished. Take that idea and hold it for 20 years. That feels like I could never be lit. Look at the field and wonder if I could ever grow like the corn, like I could fly through these words, but could I ever be on time when the sound of a blow of a horn sounds like peace has been torn and everybody's garments are worn and do you really know when you've been born? Glimpse of a night, glimpse of an aim, an objective to title each lane, glimpse of a way, a vision of state, but a dog could be okay in its place and be off out of its way to chase a cat just to get the urge off his back. It's like that. So when you're at the peak of the mountain, you expect your words to stand still in motion, but they never do. You study each crack and each wrong or right, but you always lose. You know I knew. Little holes I can go through and show you where you first spoil you. The idea of you being loyal to the pavement. I say that to understand what today is. I observe to complete the man in me so that I won't degrade his. What today is, the best part, the star, where is the scrolls landing? If with Pagaji is ramming, you can't stand it. The truth, because when I first heard it, I couldn't see it. Knowledge of self gave me my sense of mind. So why try to be insane when the last time that happened, the outcome was a cage? Welcome to Open Plaza, a podcast of the Hispanic Theological Initiative. My name is Tony Lin. I'm a cultural sociologist, a Presbyterian clergy, and the author of Prosperity Gospel Latinos and Their American Dream, published by the University of North Carolina Press. Today, I'm here with Jose Perez, an educator, an advocate, an activist, father, my friend, and for today's podcast, a tremendously gifted poet. Thank you for joining me today, Jose. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for for sharing uh, sharing that, that that powerful poem with us. Um, so before we get into your your bio, I think it's it's important, as as all of us are sitting with uh, with that poem fresh in our minds, tell us tell us the, the tell us about the the origins of this poem and why this is this is so important. You you title this poem "Sense of Mind." Right. So so tell us, tell us about this poem that you, you open with. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Um, this poem has been with me for 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 a very long time. Um, I wrote this poem when I was 17 years old. Um, I was on I was in downstate correctional facility. Um, um, uh, uh, the first few weeks of a 20 year to life sentence in prison. Um, and and uh, uh, 
after the sentence uh, I, I actually had already been or uh, uh, had did a term on Rikers Island um, um, for about 22 months. And, and I was just, you know, sentenced and, and, and going upstate and, and going to, to the facility that I was going to be in. But prior to that, I had been, um, I had been, uh, 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 I had had the privilege of, of, of meeting two people uh, in the mental health department on Rikers Island named Robin Mayer and, and Ray Pagioli, who, Pagioli, who, uh, uh, who, who, who with, with them created a poetry group. And there is where we started uh, uh, hone, honing my voice and, 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 and writing poetry and, and, you know, started, you know, engaging in conversation with my poetry with other poets like Khalil Gibran and, 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 and Jimmy Santiago Vaca and, and, and uh, uh, Rumi, you know, those kind of poets that they were exposing me to. And then when I'm, I'm, I'm find myself in a prison, you know, um, with suicidal thoughts, uh, uh, um, and and getting and inside a, a strip cell, um, um, which they put me in, um, um, for the first <laughs> for the first week, I turned to poetry, you know, as 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 a as a way to escape, as a way to talk about my mind, and and I didn't want to go crazy. That was one thing. I had I had I had must admit, Tony, you know, not to be long winded, but I must admit, but at that that time. I had bought into the idea of going to spend the rest of my life in prison. So, so I, I would, I wanted to write something that would say to myself that I won't lose my mind, mm. you know? So I called it a sense of mind, you know? So I started talking about, you know, like, you know, when I start to backtrack, you know, think about how you're going to fall in place, you know, cause there's going to be a whole bunch of things that's going to come at you like a field of minds and you're not going to know where they are when you're walking in the pastures, when you're walking through the war-torn fields, you don't know, you know, um, where the minds are, you know? So that's how I, I was feeling at the time, you know? Um, and I have wrote that poem, you know, for a, a sense of urgency for me not to lose my mind in a, in a, in a place where I knew I was going to have to spend the rest of my life there. So tell, tell us a little bit about Jose, the the kid before you you had to be at this place where you're writing this poem because I th I see this as a tremendous gift that God God gave you from, yeah. from infancy right because not every seventeen year old who finds himself where you were mm, would turn to yeah. poetry so so help us help us yeah help help us to 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 see this this kid what did you, you know, grow up your family your surroundings your your experiences which pushes you to do what you're doing now right which we will yeah. talk, talk about later but why why poetry and yeah what drove you to where you are now well I, I was a foster boy you know i was a foster boy from the age of, of three years old up until my incarceration at 16 um um i was as i was 16 years old when 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 i uh uh uh, uh, committed a, a heinous crime, and 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 then with and along with you know uh, uh, going going with along with you know going upstate, you know um, I also you know was was already a uh, um, a product of the system. Um, I had already lived in in in, in about several different homes, uh, uh, several foster homes. Uh, uh, I was in a group home. I was in rehabs and stuff like that. My parents weren't, um, my parents weren't 
stable. They they suffered in 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 with drug addiction and alcoholism. My father in particular was very abusive, you know, physically. Um, uh, my stepmoms was sexually abusive towards me. Um, uh, uh, and and it was it it became a point where you know, at the time where you know I had my father had discarded me a few times. He had you know um um one custody of my brother and I uh, from foster care and end up, you know, um, taking us in and couldn't, didn't want to take care of us. So he gave us to our, his uncle in Puerto Rico. They couldn't take care of us. So we sent us, he sent us back. We ended up living with another family in the Bronx. He gave us away to, and from there, you know, I started running away. I started roaming the streets. I started thinking to myself, you know what? Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna allow people to just hurt me anymore. Um, uh, I remember a, a time where my father had ignored me. This one picnic, this time in, in, at this picnic, and I remember that time where it clicked on me where I wasn't gonna take things anymore, and I started running away a lot, running away from home, you know. So, uh, uh, truancy stuff like that. Now along the way, in the streets, you know, my best friends becomes. Uh, 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 music, hip hop music in particular, you know, and I start to uh, uh, fall in love with beats. I start to fall in love with um, um, particularly the Rough Riders, the Locks, uh, 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 particularly DMX, these, you know, hardcore rappers. And then, you know, listening to po to, to, to the poetics, the poetic uh, uh, rappers like, you know, uh, 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 the, the uh, Black Thought, you know, and listening to, to Mob Deep and, and listen to some real like deeper deeper rhymes and stuff like that. And my friend was a rhyme, he was a rapper and he used to like battle people all the time. And one time he was telling me, yo, you can rap, you can rap too and stuff like that, you know? And he just started, he started dissing me. <laughs> he started dissing me and stuff like that with his raps. And then I started writing little raps back to him, you know? And we just started battling back and forth, you know? And, and from that came, you know, this little kid trying to be a, a, a little thug MC rapper you know, trying to be conscious too. But I was always talking about my problems and my raps, you know, I was always talking about what I was going through. Um, but then when I got arrested, you know, um, and I became, and I was inside a cell, uh, uh, I turned to poetry. I turned to like write my thoughts and write my feelings. And um, um, uh, ironically, my mother is a poet as well. And my mother used to write me poems when she was in prison. So my mother, my mother was in Bedford Correctional Facility writing me poems. Um, so we started writing each other poems back and forth, you know. Uh, 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 so that was something that also uh, contributed to 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 the poet in me. That rage, that rage from everything that I had been through, you know. The poet was born, you know. Yeah, and so share with us how almost twenty some years later, from the moment you wrote, from the time you wrote this. And during the pandemic, the world was shut down. You were, were you, you were a Sing Sing. I was, was a Sing Sing correctional facility. You were a Sing Sing uh, uh, and you yeah. came up for the parole board. Tell us yeah. about so, so I wasn't supposed to be there. Let's, let's just, let's, go, let's put it that way, right? So I told you, we weren't supposed to be there. It was supposed to be, we were supposed to have a nice semester, a nice year at, uh, uh, for those that don't know, uh, uh, I was there uh, uh, at the uh, 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 at Sing Sing Correctional Facility at the end of my term. Um, 
I'm there at the master's degree program, the New York Theological Seminary. And I mean, we, we skipped from, you know, 16 getting arrested all the way to, you know, 30, 35, you know, now, right? And then and, and, and Sing Sing. And I'm there and I'm going to see the parole board. And um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that when I was, when I was sitting, when I was sitting on the, on the uh, bench waiting for the commissioner, commissioners to be ready for me to come in there. I remember, I remember there was a guy that came in there. He was shackled. They had him shackled all up as if he was like, you know, some, some monster guy or whatever. It's nothing like, it, it was just too much for me. And I was like really angry about it. I was not angry, but like, sad that you know this this person was being shackled going to his parole board and i'm like and i'm sitting there sitting on a bench i'm a prisoner just like him you know and i don't have any shackles on me you know and i'm like you know not and, I, and, I, and i'm like wow you know you know i pray that that man you know gets some get get you know gets to be heard right then i started praying for me <laughs> you know i turned to me and i and i said i said lord i said lord please just give me the words, just give me the words and open their hearts to go in there and just tell them, tell them who I am and let's have a conversation. I, I remember that prayer. And um, I want to uh, 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 fast, I want to rewind a little bit before I go in that parole board. Now, mind you, remember the prayer, right? Lord, just, just give me the, just give me the words you know, and open their hearts, you know? And I remember like about a few, like a year or two, or two prior to, to this moment, there was an individual who went to the parole board in Fishkill Correctional Facility. And he went in there and he told the parole board, the commissioners that he wanted to come home and he wanted to be a singer. And the guy and the commissioners was like, yeah, well, let us hear you sing, right? And this guy sings a song. He goes, he makes it, he goes to the pro, he, they, they, they release him, he goes home. I'm talking to my friend, Patrick Stevens. You know Patrick Stevens very well. Yeah, yeah he's home. Me, yeah. me and Patrick Stevens, right? That's why I love, I love the fact that someone was there as a witness. Because sometimes you just need a witness for your voice, right? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just need a witness. And I was there with Patrick Stevens and I say, you know, we 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 affectionately call him Kush. So I'm like, I'm like, Kush, I wish that these commissioners would ask me to recite one of my poems. Right? I said that. That's what I said to him. And this is a few years prior to this. And look, man, I prayed. I sat there in that bench and I said, Lord, give me the words. And what the what God was basically telling me that, you know. <laughs> you already got that. Like I already, I been gave you these words. I just need you to just be ready, to, you know. And I felt, I just felt that. And I remember being in the parole board. Uh, uh, the parole board commissioners. First of all, one of the commissioners in there was one of the most notorious uh, 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 commissioners for hitting people and not being fair. I'm just want to say that. Like this is a. I'm not gonna sit here. Some people want to like. Uh, uh, say that you know uh, commissioners oh man this guy was a tough guy no he wasn't fair he was tough it wasn't that he was tough he was he was very unfair he was very unfair and he just he just did not use uh, uh, um, 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 his humanity 
to make decisions. I believe he didn't use his humanity make, to make decisions, but he wasn't my lead. You know, he wasn't the lead commissioner in there. It was someone else who was a lead. And I believe his name was uh, uh, Michael Corley. I think, I believe his his commissioner Corley uh, 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 was a former person who had a background in, in the seminary. You know, he had a background in, in mental health, I believe, um, um, and youth and, and, and justice. And, you know, he had a, a background that, that I think that, you know, it was a reason why he was in front of me being the lead in, in my parole board. And he asked me, he looked at my, 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 my parole packet and he said to me, so I, I, I hear, I, I see that you write poetry. I hear that you write poetry. Let me hear something. And my heart, my heart dropped. I was like, I can't, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was sitting there and my next words to him was, but I don't have a poem with me. <laughs> and, and I'm like, and he's like, oh, oh, all right. I was like, but I, I'll give you a poem. <laughs> but I'll give you a poem. I wasn't going to let that go. I don't know why I said that. But I said, you know, I'll give you a poem. He was like, oh, you're going to give me one from the top. And I was like, wow. He's like, he's speaking a language, right? So I'm like, okay. And I recited the poem, Sense of Mind, you know, uh, 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 a poem that culminated, that came, that circled back to me, you know, that was a poem, a poem that came out of my system because I wanted to make a decision when I first was in a cell. And I realized, I thought in my head, in my, my, my immature, in my young mind, I thought that I was gonna spend the rest of my life in prison Right. But little did I know that that poem was like a prayer. That was like, like you said, that was like God's. That was like God's um, gift. Right. Just giving, just, just, just coming to me and me just expressing and just having those tools at my, at my disposal. Right. Cause they, you know, I, I love the saying that goes with, 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 with God, what God has for you. It's already yours. Right. It's already yours. What God has for you is already yours. And it's already mine. You know, my voice, my poetry, as a foster kid, as a foster boy, for a long time, my voice wasn't heard. My voice was not seen, you know. And for me to be in a place where I can use my voice to earn my freedom, for me, it was, it was probably the most impactful, most significant moment of my poetic career right like if my poetry hasn't done anything for me my poem my poetry has helped me earn leave prison mm -hmm. leave prison from a 20 years to life sentence and that that in itself right it's just i mean god god's hand all over that mm -hmm. right and uh, <laughs> and i i see that e even even the request to recite a poem was a gift of God to you, mm -hmm. so that it, it wasn't just good behavior, mm -hmm. right? It wasn't just because of all the degrees you've accumulated no. while you're on the inside. It was no. your voice, your poetry, it your was heart. My poetry. God yeah. said, I could use all of this to get this guy out, but I'm gonna use his poetry. Use his poetry. And, and it's interesting because, it's interesting because, you know, 
I did, I did bring him, you know, all my accolades, you know, I, I, and but at the same time, I also had to make sure that I, I, I expressed, you know, my sense, my like, my heart because, you know, not. I want to say that I was, I was, I will say this on your on, on here. You know, I was arrested, you know, for murder in the second degree and robbery in the first degree. There was a life taken, you know, a life got was lost in my case, you know, and, and, and that right there, there's nothing, no words or voice or, 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 or accolades or accomplishments that could ever reconcile with a human life. You know, I can never, ever repay that. And they, and I had to make sure that they know that, you know, that they know that, that I know that how, and, 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 and moreover, you know, I would, you know, uh, uh, behave in that way. And that, you know, my sorry, you know, would always be, you know, in service to my uh, 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 redemption, you know, that I will be, I would, that, that I know that, you know, me saying I'm sorry, carried a responsibility to, to uphold that, not just words. So through my actions, throughout my incarceration, I feel like I showed that, you know, I've, I've been, I, 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 I think that one of the proudest moments wasn't me accomplishing something, even though in, in some instances I had accomplished something uh, uh, at the same time. But like when I became a dog trainer for the Puppies Behind Bars program at Fishkill Correctional Facility, and then, you know, uh, 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 becoming a leader in the program and then uh, 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 giving my dog away that I've cat that I raised from puppy all the way into adulthood and 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 to a service dog to help a, a, a wounded war veteran that's suffering from PTSD, you know, and help him mitigate those things and help him, you know, from the from from the war taunt from the war that he was a part of from in Iraq and Afghanistan, he suffered, you know, and, and traumatic brain injury and PTSD is a big thing where, you know, a lot of soldiers are coming home and they not they're not able to function in society. And a lot of times a service dog can save someone's life. I've heard so many, like, kind of like, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 testimonies where, 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 you know, soldiers were on the brink of suicide. They got a service dog and then boom, you know, they're good. You know, they're, they're, their life is back. They're able to go out and be social and not feel like someone is about to, you know, drop a bomb anytime, right? And I was able to hand my dog over to someone and help someone. And that, to me, most significant things, you know. Uh, 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 so those were the, some of the things that were highlighted at the parole board, too. So, you know, it was the poetry, but it, it was also, you know, my my way to to that, that I've been given back. Like, I've been in service. That's my, as a leader, I'm a servant leader. You know, that's, that is my persona. That's who I've become, you know, as a poet. As a poet, I've become a servant leader, you know? So they, they hear the poem and you come home. Mm -hmm. And before we get into your uh, your life after after coming home, let's let's hear another of your, your poems. And this one, this one you've titled A Sense of Freedom. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's let's hear it and then we can talk about talk about this. Maybe freedom is purple. Ruined skin absorbing the blows from the Shakespearean tale becoming. Maybe love is intimidated by the unknown. 
the looming potential that my touch would electrify but never does. Maybe love is purple, purple in pursuit of freedom, delighted to travel up yellow brick roads where hopefully I'll meet you to see if your fears are just as real as mine. And maybe we'll kiss underneath an epiphany and come to term with us. Maybe freedom is shining, stardust slowly rising from my skin, my body glowing from ideas and desire to move to and from places that exist in dreams. Pain plants its roots and freedom suddenly looks like the unknown, looks like a cloud of gray smoke forming into a being that resembles me. And I am here inside a place where I can reach out and touch what encases me. Have you ever touched what cripples you? Have you been kind to the person who went out their way to burn your skin? Maybe freedom is fire, reaching your soul, flames kissing the back of your eyelids, taken aback as they instigate a stream down your face and a smile. Maybe freedom is one morning, it's sun rays kissing me hello, it's power holding me close, it's song whispering, sweet nothings into my ear. Mm. Wow, thank you, thank you. So tell us, yeah, tell us that where where this this poem came from, where were you when you wrote it? And obviously there, there's a lot of symbolism here that yeah. I don't want to get too too deep into parsing the poem. I think, I, I personally think poems are supposed to be felt, yeah. not, not overly analyzed, <laughs> but but tell, help, help us situate your yourself and your story and, and this poem. Yeah, man, my, I feel like the Shakespearean tale becoming the Shakespearean, for me, tale is like the tragedy, right? Like the tragedy, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, Shakespeare is is preoccupied with with you know the tragedy comedies too, you know. But you know, I, I like I like for me statistically, you know, I'm a tra It was it's a tragedy what ha was happened to me, you know, and 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 there's a lot of things that 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 I'm intimidated by, and and there's a lot of things how I'm I, I express myself for freedom, right? Coming home. I find myself situated, you know, in a society where, you know, it's unknown, it's, it's unknown to me, it's foreign, you know, there's a lot of things around that I'm, that I'm still getting used to, you know, uh, a, a lot of things that I missed out on, uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, lessons that I think I should have learned uh, 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 as a responsible adult, just to be a responsible adult, right? Lessons that I've never been able to kind of like hone in on, only kind of like think through, but never really practice. Uh, uh, only until, you know, I've become a, a, a old, not an old man, but like, you know, an older person, like an older person, still young, being able to be out here, very fortunate, blessed, you know, to be in the positions that I'm in. Um, uh, uh, but freedom is purple, you know, absorbing the blows, you know, I, everywhere. I think we are, we are, we are always, and I'm, I'm, I'm when I say purple, I'm not talking about politically. A lot of people want to say, you know, like pur purple is like the um the 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 color for the um for the independence, right? For the independence, I believe, right? And and I don't want to get into none of that. I want to get into the fact that we're bruised. We have trauma trauma informed society. So coming home, I'm in that service, right? Like for me now is about action. So you know, uh, 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 my work entails, you know, making my work entails uplifting. A, a, a freedom in the spaces where they need to be, and I want to be proactive. So you know, a lot of my a lot of my uh, cohort colleagues, 
you know, are in the space of reentry and they're working with formerly incarcerated people and stuff like that. Well, me, you know, that's a great, that's a great service and we need that work. I'm also, I'm working with foster care children. You know, I'm working with, 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 with my former three, four, well, right now I'm not, but like right now I'm, for, I'm working with my former 17, 18, 19 year old selves, right? I, I wasn't in the foster care system at that age, you know, but you know, I should have had some type of support from the foster care system. So I'm speaking to that right now, being proactive and being being able to uh, uh, affect change in that community. Um, um, so the, the poetry for me, it's not just about the words, it's also about the action. You know, uh, 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 for me, you know, knowledge and wisdom is, is, it goes hand in hand. You know, once I learn something, I'm responsible now. Once I learn something, I'm responsible now. Now I have to bring it to people, bring it to, to, to everyone. I have to bring it to people. I have to express that. I think that's where I, 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 I get my lessons from people like Larry White and, 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 and his predecessors, and, you know, his predecessors like, like Eddie Ellison is not my predecessor. They were peers, you know, and, 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 you know, uh, 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 people, giants, you know, I was at the New York, New York Theological Seminary because I was looking up to, to people and I was like being led, you know, uh, uh, I was being led towards something. Right. And in that, in that fight, I was being bruised and battered everywhere, you know, and I made it out, you know, and now I'm still being bruised and battered, but we're reaching for a hot, we in a, we on higher ground on the other side, you know, being, be a uh, 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 constituting what our freedom means to us poetically and now physically. Tell us, tell us a bit more about what you're doing now, your your job now with the organization you're working for, and what's what's your, yeah, what what what's your main job right now, professionally? Yeah. So professionally, my main job is I'm a project manager on the on the Youth Empower, uh, a transforming care project at the Children's Defense Fund. Uh, uh, the Children's Defense Fund is a you know bona fide organization, a not for profit organization, national organization. Um, um, very well known in the in the fight uh, uh, against you know anyone you know seeking to to really bring harm to children in this country, you know, and you know we've been you know leading the the, the fight in it, you know, um, in this and and just trying to deploy services. So what I'm doing right now is I'm working with a collective of young people who are researchers and organizers with lived experience in the foster care system. Who are both live who and currently in the foster care system, and uh, 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 what they're doing is right now is an innovative project where they're creating a direct cash transfer pilot program for a hundred foster care children coming out of the system, and a hundred of those children are going to be receiving a thousand dollars a month for a year. When they receive, they're going to be receiving this money, no questions, no. No, uh, 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 no things dangling over their head. You know, not they're gonna get a thousand dollars, and that's it. You know, we're gonna ask them to come along and ask us what else they need. You know, we want to create focus groups. We want to create, you know, feedback on what what other services, what other resources they need. And I think we've created a a a group where we're gonna be able to to do some real innovative things in the future. You know, our young people have you know, led a first New York delegation brief in this past summer uh, to uplift, you know, our 
three issues, three major issues, and and those three issues are um, nothing nothing about us without us. There shouldn't be any policy that had that, that that's about foster care children if a foster care child has a big consultant with. We are the experts. There's mm-hmm. no other expert in this, and there's no other expert with that that has the expertise that knows what we need, right? And then you know community involvement, more community, you know, uh, support, and and also better mental health practices, alternative mental health practices, um, um, health and healing, you know, those, those are, are, are three topics that they were able to uplift, you know, this summer, uh, um, in, first, in their first New York delegation briefing. So I'm like very, very proud of, of, of the work that I'm doing and the, and the, and the, the dynamic young people that I'm working with. How could faith leaders support that work? You, you know, oh. this is Open Plaza and it's a lot of uh, religious uh, studies scholars, Latino scholars are going to be listening to you, but also a lot of clergy and practitioners are going to be listening. Oh, absolutely. To podcast. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. I believe a uh, 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 temple, I believe uh, 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 um, there's a there's a few uh, foundations that had that that really fund uh, the Children's Defense Fund. That are you know really uh, that are, I think Temple Wall Street is one of them. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, there's a few other organizations. Um, the I believe uh, uh, Dr. Wilson is also a reverend as well. Uh, 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 I'm not. I don't want to sit here and chop up his resume, you know, whatever. But you know, uh, the Children's Defense Fund is rooted in, 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 in the, in the civil rights movement and, and, and the Martin, Martin Luther King's, uh, 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 freedom, freedom movement. And, and that's where they, the, the civil rights, the civil rights is where, you know, the children's defense fund get their, uh, uh, philosophy and heart from, you know, um, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure how, you know, clergy and, or how, uh, 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 uh you know, uh, uh, religious leaders are involved. But I do know that you know uh, uh, the the church has been getting more involved lately, and 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 a lot and a lot of uh, 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 protests, a lot of rallies that we've been conducted conducting as well. Um, but you know, I've been seeing a pivot in 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 the community, in the church community, uh, with when with dealing with social justice, uh, um, and I've been seeing a lot of uh, clergy come out. As as leaders as well in the community, especially with young people, mm-hmm. uh, with dealing with you know helping lead the charge with raise the age, uh, helping you know helping us you know form uh, 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 rallies and stuff like that around Harlem and around um, um, the Manhattan and stuff like that. So I've been seeing you know I just don't I'm not familiar you know with you know uh, uh, with the exact. Um, um, How about some personal advice from you as somebody with so much experience and knowledge of the the foster care system and the challenges mm-hmm. that they're well, facing I want, today? I think, what, yeah, I what, think what, what do you I, have to say to the average pastor who who's connected to the community? Right, they have a church. There, there are people who go there. They're they're proximity, mm-hmm. right? Especially Latinos, right? We're, we're proximate. To people Absolutely. With challenges, but we might not all know what to do or or how to pay attention, right? How to see. When, when a kid is in trouble. Yeah, I think that oftentimes we have to also realize that sometimes, you know, for us uh, 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 and for young people, for young people in the system, um, a lot of times uh, um, 
so they've they've came across people who have who have used religion, who have used the church as tools to 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 manipulate children, to 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 tools to to keep them to to really you know keep their voices low and not speaking up about abuses and stuff like that. So a lot of times when you come from a religious perspective, you know, a, 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 a young person wouldn't be receptive. They're not going to be receptive to it immediately, right? So how can you, you know, come across someone without being overtly, you know, religious? I think we should be overtly spiritual and human first. Let's be that first. I think asking questions like, um, how how is your experience? You know, what are you experiencing as opposed to um, trying to draw some type of scripture or trying to draw some type of knowledge or trying to come from a standpoint of 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 being um, a, a lecturer, or trying to be a you know you don't want to preach to anyone, um, but you also want to make sure that you leave someone with the gospel, right? Um, we are going through the gospel, like for the like for, for like the we are going through the times in which we need someone to come and say, man, I I have a healing hand, you know, mm -hmm. I have a healing hand. You, you you're going through something, and 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 I think that we can draw from being wounded healers, right? The wounded healer, uh, uh, um, I, I'm the the the, the theologian, theologian, uh, Nurin, I forget his name. Henry Nowen. Huh? Henry Nowen. Henry Nowen. Henry Nowen, the wounded healer. You know, the wounded healer. We have to, sometimes we have to nurse and, and attend to our own wounds while understanding, right, that we have that we have that power to heal the wounds of others. Mm -hmm. You know? And 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 I think that clergy, we all have those wounds. Mm -hmm. We can draw from our own past. We can offer ourselves. Offer yourself. Don't offer your your clock. Your clock. Don't offer that. Offer yourself, your mm -hmm. love, and understanding your experiences. Because I'm sure you can draw from an experience that made you feel embarrassed, that made you feel worthless. Because that's those are the feelings that a foster care child or a youth that's like really. Uh, struggling with 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 themselves or identity crisis or whatever, you know, think about how that child is experiencing this trauma, and think about how you would experience that trauma, and think about how healing can take place. Hey, I think healing can only take place when we start connecting ourselves to how we hurt. Because mm -hmm. if we can say, oh man, that's painful just as, and I know how that feels, then maybe we can kind of like, you know, start uh, 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 engaging in, in, in better healing practices. Mm -hmm. And I think we can go, we can start from being just human, just connecting by, by just that, you know? Yeah, which is a very, very timely message since we're recording this two days after Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, right. God himself came to be human and suffer through everything everything a human being mm -hmm. would have to suffer through so yes. that to be our our savior so uh, coming back to to art and poetry then and your work right do you do you find ways to incorporate this and 
and to open up spaces through through your work with the children's defense fund for 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 the creativity of these children to to be one of the, the one of the many tools that you have at your disposal but as one of the tools for healing for these children yeah um excuse me i i um we, we, we've discussed things like creative writing and stuff like that, incorporating creative writing into our project. It was, we haven't really uh, discussed uh, uh, poetry in particular, but we do do storytelling in our project. There is a storytelling component to our project called the More Than Fosters uh, uh, Storytelling Campaign. And actually you can even follow us on IG. It's, it's the More Than, more than Fosters. Um, more Than is one word. Um, um, and then it's uh, Fosters, uh, uh, and they, uh, uh, that, that's the storytelling arm of the Youth Empower uh, Transforming Care Project. Mm -hmm. um, so we just featured my story and another uh, uh, one of our, you know, researchers, Amal, uh, 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 she we featured her story at the next year in a few days. We're going to be featuring our next uh, 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 organizer and researcher so we do storytelling we, we I, I contribute to that you know storytelling arm um it's very important that we are able to tell our stories in our own voices you know in our own capacity um but i see myself uh, uh working in 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 the field of 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 after this project is over i see myself um offering not offering but but encouraging um, um art therapy and 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 just you know creative writing you know there uh, uh, writing for therapy is a is a is a really really successful therapeutic tool alternative therapeutic tool that I think we could do more research on and 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 especially especially for 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 in the community where you know our young people really draw towards art you know all the time you know and I think that we can put those kind of practices back into an effect we can really affect some change instead of just instead of uh, uh, uh using psychotropic meds you know we can use paintbrushes and pens and pencils you know mm -hmm. I don't mean to sound corny but that's what it is you know they popping these psychotropic meds into our kids you know instead of putting a book or putting a pen or brush or, or or paint put some paint on their fingers and let them put their hands on a paint yeah. on a draw you or know play, let right let them make statues yeah let them mm -hmm. do stuff you know uh, um you want to put you know you know want to and it's just i just feel like you know that's just comes from lazy adults you know we just want to manipulate our children to mold and shape and mold them how we want them to be and it's just for me it's it's not cool mm -hmm. So tell us about your your own uh, artistic outlets, right? You you've uh, you've sought out a lot of different artistic yeah. outlets, yes. Before and, and now since since coming home, so so tell us how how you're keeping that 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 uh, the creative part of muscles going now now that you you know you have a full time job with a, a very important job with the children's yeah. defense fund and and you know as a friend father you have a life you have to live. How do you keep uh, keep those things uh, going? Man, it's hard. It's 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 a little difficult juggling everything. You know, uh, a little bit of uh, uh, anxiety, a little bit of uh, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a uh, 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 sometimes you get lost. But um, yeah, I was able to. I, 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 my 
first, like my poetry has opened up doors for me and able where I was able to develop friendships based off my poetry. Um, my, I was I, when I came up when I when I was sentenced and, and I had to, and I came up top, which is which is a euphemism for saying you know you got sentenced and you went upstate to a, a a state correctional facility. I went up top, and and I was introduced to a few people who were poets themselves, and they were involved in other programs, and I was able to like you know get myself involved in poet poetry groups where we would write, and then there's there was a theater program called Archery. In, in, in this in Eastern Correctional Facility. And I got down with them and I started putting on, you know, I started rehearsing and, and, and auditioning for, for, for characters and plays. And we put on Julius Caesar, Rhinoceros, you know, uh, 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 Moby Dick, you know, to name a few. And those are the, the, I've been a part of over 12, 13 productions, you know. So, you know, coming home, you know, acting, you know, I, I auditioned for, for a play and I end up, you know, uh, uh, they end up liking me and and I was, I end up, you know, performing at a show called Quince uh, 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 at the Bushwick Star Theater for the whole month of June. And, you know, was at Lincoln Center in July uh, 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 doing the, like a little um, little party in the in the ball in the little uh, uh, Lincoln Center area. But um, yeah, uh, so I've been, I've been dipping and dabbing in my art as a performer, as an actor. Um, um, I actually have been going on a few auditions and stuff like that. I'm, I'm supposed to be going on one. I'm, I'm gonna be sending in the tape tomorrow. So I've been I've been dipping and dabbing in my art and making sure that I'm advocating for the arts as well. Because not only have I been performing, but I've also been advocating for the arts as well. So I've already been to um, Pace University as a as as an advocate of 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 the arts in prison, you know in a room full of future lawyers and prosecutors, future, uh, 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 future, you know, future people who, future judges, you know, sitting there with Catherine Watkins uh, from, from the founder uh, 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 of Rehabilitation Through the Arts, um, a co-founder of Rehabilitation Through the Arts. She and I going to Pace University to advocate for the arts in prison, you know? Um, that's something that we need to keep to keep because the arts is where we find our humanity, man. Like, you know, I'm telling you, you can look at someone and they can give you, they can bring harm to you. And I'm telling you, in a letter, in a poem, saying you sorry, that can go, that can come a long way, you know? Mm-hmm. Poetically telling someone they're sorry, um, it can come a long way, you know? Uh, 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 and I think that, you know, we, our human connections come from that because our art comes from us. It comes from mm-hmm. the deepest parts of ourselves, you know, yeah. and when it comes and then when it goes into the world, you know, it's yours and it belongs to, it's, it's, it's like you're sharing yourself with someone. That's I always awesome. remind people that God, for those of us in the tradition where we believe in creation, God could have created a practical world yeah where things just worked but god created a beautiful world right? <laughs> and so there's something about amen. beauty amen right that 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 uh, that's when when we go out there and create beauty and make the world a more beautiful place we're more in line 
right with uh, with the will of God for mm -hmm. for this world. So, uh, tell me about your inspiration for for your poetry before and after, right? So, while you're on the inside and and since coming home, how has that changed? How has that changed? And how what do you draw inspiration from now as you as you continue to to work on your poetry? Man, my inspir I get inspir I got a lot of inspiration from from just like being out here, you know, seeing things that I've never seen before, um, experiencing things for the first time. Um, I'm still in a struggle, you know. This is not like this is not like me coming home wasn't, you know, the end of of all struggle, right? I have there's other things that I'm struggling with now, you know, as a father, you know, uh, uh, um. I was married when I came home. Now I'm divorced, you know. Um, so you know, there's 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 some pain in the in in my return home, um, and it's also coming home to strangers, you know, people who I knew, you know, as a child, but you know, I don't know them as adults. I mean, I, I, they don't know me as an adult. Um, and 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 being able and having to um, reintroduce myself, right? Um, so I, I I draw inspiration from that, you know. Um, um Styles P, uh, 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 one of one uh, a rapper that I look up to, he said something that that really uh, uh I was drawn to, and he was talking about energy, right? He talking about so much loss. He was talking about so much loss that he had experienced, you know. Um, and he's talking about energy and that's how that's God, right? And God, like like for me, that's how I was looking at it, like that energy, that God, that godliness, right? And he was saying that, you know. Um, you have to be able to 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 be able to live live in that pain, because that's there's a privilege in it, you know. And it reminds me of Jesus, mm -hmm. you know. Is it reminds me of that? It's a privilege in the pain and suffering, the grace that you're getting from 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 that, you know. Um, so drawing inspiration from 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 pain, knowing that. You know, at the end of the light, there's gonna be something beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. Um, um, uh, uh, not I'm not talking about when I die. I'm talking about when you go through the struggle, and and allow yourself to go through it, right? And understand that this is is a reason why you're going through this. So, you know, that's something that I really you know hang my hat on. My inspiration comes mm -hmm. still comes from the day to day struggle. You know, the struggle is pain. The struggle is painful and deep. The struggle holds death in life. You mm -hmm. know that's something that we that came out of the Exodus group mm -hmm. that that we that we that I'm that I gotta make sure that I mention. <laughs> Did you ever think about dabbling into to hip hop? Is that something that you you like to explore, or have you? Well, like a, like rapping, nah. Yeah, no. yeah, like rapping. Nah, nah, I'm not doing none of that. I'm just like I, I'm gonna do some like poetry like uh, performance type poetry and stuff like that probably record something over some music pro or like i'll do something like that but not like you know a full-fledged like rapper with like a hook or something like i'm not making no song <laughs> not nothing like <laughs> nothing like that what i want to do i'm working on a memoir right now you know i'm working on my memoir um foster boy and search for home um just talking about my life story um, I got a lot of stories that I would like to tell. I feel like, you know, as a child, as a, as a foster kid, you know, I feel like the system wasn't, you know, for me, you know, and I think that I, I want to expose that. 
I want to be able to expose that even more. Um, a lot of there's a lot of there's a stigma with uh, uh, on foster kids, man. We talk about a foster kid, foster child. You know, this is some there's so many different stereotypes that I think is very unfair. You know, so you know, so that's something that I would love to like explore as well. Hmm. How about with your art? What what do you hope to do with your art, right? As you put your poetry, I know you're, you're working to put together yeah. a collection of your poems. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I'm putting together. What, what do you hope to do when, when people read it, right? When it's out in the world and people read it, what what's your dream, right? That that they would experience it and what will it do to the world as uh, as your, your art is out there? Uh, my, my, I, 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 I feel like I, I my dream is for people to connect with my poetry and have a sense of themselves and have a sense of of, of have a sense of where of where they can be, you know, even though they're struggling. Because um, you know, I've I've experienced most forms of pain, most forms of physical abuse, most forms of trauma. Um, and I just want to just like really, you know, I want my poetry to come across as, as, you know, hope, as really, as really hope. Like Emily Dickinson said, hope is the thing with feathers. You know, I just, I, 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 I would like people to be able to grow and be free with my poetry, you know, um, and also be, learn, learn about, about, you know, the system and how, and how it, it, it affects children you know, and how it affected me, you know, and how this, and, and how just my whole, the whole systemic way of doing things today, you know, created, you know, a situation where a little boy had to go to prison for 20 years to life, you know, although I know I'm culpable in, in a lot of instances, but, you know, I, I want people to see how that affected a young boy, you know, I want people to see that the, 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 the social ills, that, that are still in place today, you know. Yeah, I think that's a that's a beautiful place for us to to end and then for you to to share the the third poem, the final poem you'll share here. And I'll let all the listeners know that um, that all of these poems that Jose has shared today will be on the on the Open Plaza website. And in the near future, let's uh, I, we hope we can update you on the Open Plaza website when his book comes out, either his memoir or his his book, or maybe both. And we will, yeah, Jose, thank you so much for, for your time, for being with us. Yes. And yeah, we'll, we'll close with you sharing Mirror of Me. I saw your face in my eyes, staring into a mirror of me's and you's, sprawled out like rails of us from the beginning. And then tears, and then tears paved through the moments when I was alone, and no one was there but me. And as I sift through pictures and memories, I arrive here with those words to me. I hope you come back, I wrote. I write, I hope she came back. And then, and then, here you are, with your strawberry fields where I can reside. I've always resided somewhere, but never lived. Thought it was someone, but not. Maybe home would never be a place. Maybe home could be you. The product of your dream presses onto me like anecdotes of my identity, peeling back layers of skin, 
It wasn't you. You were not the dream. I buried and when exposed to you, brought me to the moment of our departure. It made me close my eyes and flee, but if only I supplanted my feet and just closed my eyes, I would have seen you trying to be the dream I always wanted. Just not sure if it's still my dream, not my dream, not my memory of me, I'm me. This has been an HTI production. For more information, visit us at htiopenplaza.org. The Hispanic Theological Initiative provides Open Plaza as a public service. The views expressed by the guests are their own. Their appearance on this program or any reference to a specific product or entity they represent does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by HTI.